They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Throwback Madness. I am Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net, here once again with my good friend, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the voice that runs the place, Alo Aaron Lloyd, also the European champion, still, still the reigning defending European champion. Always. And with this week's chooser of the pay-per-view, they're going to read Mr. Mr. Sexy Punicana, C. Kane Joe Rodermill. Hey, yo. <laughs> so, throwback madness, we take you back in time to an old pay-per-view from the current month we are in. Joseph chose Vengeance 2001. Continuation of our last throwback. Yes, we've won, what is it, three, four in a row? Three in a row. Yeah, our, fir- our first trilogy. Yeah, the <laughs> first trilogy. <laughs> we got a trilogy. Yeah, we do. I love it. <laughs> The alliance is done. The invasion has come to an end. Some uh, turn of events happened. Yeah, so what, what I'll ask you first, Joe. Were there any reasons you picked this other than it was a continuation of what we did last month? Yeah, there was, there was reasons. Uh, one of the main reasons is because, I mean, with, we've talked about it on the show, Jericho doing some of his best work. Um, I wanted to go back to when he defeated two of probably the biggest names in wrestling at the time. Um, wanted to kind of look into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And some of the pay-per-views I reviewed, I thought this one would be very fitting for, for what we're looking at right now. Uh, I agree. Uh, the poster of this show had Triple H on it, who was not on the show. No. Sadly. <laughs> Him making a sexy face with a sledgehammer. Yeah, a very sexy face. That he Beautiful. Like he's, long, like he's longing for a lost love. Yeah. Uh, the opening vignette. I actually loved it. it. was classy Freddie Blassie for some reason. Dancing Why? with some weird chicks. Yeah, it was like a weird ballerina. It was like kind of creepy. The music was like a little manic. Yeah. But I love that they really put over the idea. Like, all the things that have ever happened in wrestling history, there's never been one undisputed champion until tonight. Four superstars, three matches, two titles, one undisputed champion. Uh, but before we get into the... Meat and potatoes of the show. Give our ratings. Alo, would you like to give our rating system to the listeners? Yes, if it's a horrible show, we call it a jobber. If it falls somewhere in the middle, it's a slobber knocker. And if it's an awesome show, it's a showstopper. All right. Joseph, would you like to give your rating first? We don't have a middle ground here, so I guess I have to go with, with the um, right in the middle, which was slobber knocker. Slobber knocker. I mean, I'd probably give it somewhere between. A slobber knocker and in the top top rating, but so it's a higher end. Yeah, higher end. We don't we, we don't like to go that way. I, I've heard I've heard <laughs> people well, complain. I don't, I don't like to go that way personally. I'm very uh, judicious. <laughs> yes. With my uh, your ratings. Yeah, I, I don't like to go too high. I, I like to reserve them. Alo, what's your rating? Um, I give I give it a slobber knocker. Um, I told you guys that there was a point that. This is a 10-year-old Alo. So anything wrestling I needed and in, in brought. So I told you guys I had almost every pay-per-view on tape from, I would say, 2000 to 2002, beginning of 2003. And there were ones that I always watch, and this is one of the least ones. Cause really? A lot, of the, a, lot of, a lot of juice boxes, huh? Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of Capri Suns. To Kool-Aid jammers, yeah. all, all the way, all the way to blue ribbons right now. No shortage of sugary drinks. <laughs> no shortage, no, never. 
We went from sugar to straight alcohol. <laughs> but this was one of the shows that I this was one of the shows I, I watched the least growing up, and I can see why because not much really happened. Any on reason? This show. No, because like you just kind of know what you enjoy and what like what was really good. What was really good, you watch constantly over and over again. Like my favorite pay per view all the time was Backlash two thousand. So I burnt that tape to the ground so the film <laughs> came out of it. But this is one of the ones that I just kind of I just I watched occasionally. I didn't watch it yeah, all the time. Yeah, I mean I can see decoration. Yeah. I can see the matches. Some of the some of the the middle card or, or you know opening matches are kind of really. Don't make a lot of sense. I mean, the main thing here is the unification. And yeah. The one undisputed title that was like the the meat and potatoes, if you will, mm-hmm. of the pay per view. Yeah. Uh, my rating slobber knocker. Uh, I don't give out the show stopper easily. No. So I'm gonna go with the slobber knocker. This was thought it was a good show. Layla, did you watching it again? Were you like, okay, now I know why I never watched this. Yeah. Okay, so you, you didn't have like a there was no revelation like, yeah. oh, this is better than I thought. Yeah. It was what you thought. Yeah. Okay. Joey, was this show better than you anticipated, or was it about what you expected? It was about what I expected. Um, looking back, it might have been even slightly worse than I expected. <laughs> I forgot that. I forgot that we had this big unification, and Jericho kind of wanted. I don't want to get into too much right now. Mm-hmm. The way he won, it's kind of. Eh. But in a way, it. We always talk about the details, and after a certain amount of time, that you forget the details. You just remember the result. Yeah. So, I've said before I don't like to get too worked up over match results, but ultimately that's what stands the test of time. Like the details eventually fade away. Yeah, and the it's the results stands. what stands. In- yeah, uh, Mr. McMahon opened the show. <laughs> he, you know, fresh off of having his face in Rikishi's backside, as Jr. was said. not happy. Not happy at one bit. Uh, he said he felt like no one was big enough or bad enough. To make me kiss anybody's ass. <laughs> he would have much preferred Trish Stratus's. <laughs> he would have. It did not go that way no. for him, uh, unfortunately no. for him. Uh, Stone Cold had beaten up Kurt Angle. Ric Flair forbid anyone from helping. And The Rock shoved his face right into it. Yeah. <laughs> Most humiliating moment of my life. And you people laughed. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Did you, did you see that Vince is a brown noser sign? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Maybe an, a side note to this we should probably add for those who haven't watched it or don't know that um, Ric Flair is a 50 50 owner with Vince at this time. Yeah. With the wow. dissolution of the alliance. That was new. Like the, the famous image of Vince scratching his ear when Flair mm-hmm. comes out, which had just happened. This was new. Uh, and something I think is actually very true today that none of us probably could have predicted 15 years ago when this show actually happened, Vince made a comment to the crowd, you laugh when I tell you to laugh. <laughs> and he still feels that way about us. Oh, like, yeah. you, you're going to like what I tell you to like. No matter, no matter what. Yeah, he doesn't it's, care it's what mine. we like. Yeah. It's, we're going to just like what he tells us we have to like. Stubborn old man. But, but Vince still selling this. He got stink face three yeah. days later. It was yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, and then, still very upset. And then with Flair, that just a little touch of saying no WWF superstar mm-hmm. can interfere yeah. in this match was so good. And such a nice touch, and we'll get to that later in the mm-hmm. night. Yeah, and one thing that kept cropping up throughout the show was Vince saying, he who laughs last, laughs, laughs loudest. And I kind of figured, well, that's going to... It's kind of a theme. Yeah, that's going to come back. It was brought up multiple times throughout the night. Uh, Ric Flair started the show. I think, again, Vince was not too happy about that. No. Does not like being upstaged by Ric Flair. Uh, opening match of the night, Scotty Too Hottie 
And Albert, it was just before he was known as Prince Albert. Well, this is after. He's after. The, he's the hip hop hippo. Hip hop hip hop hippo. How about that moonwalk? I know, beautiful. <laughs> he comes out and is pretty much grinding with Vince. <laughs> Carmelo's got nothing on Albert. <laughs> <laughs> I was turned on a little. <laughs> I'm sure you were. I thought you would have been. Yeah. I would have been surprised if you weren't. Christian, who was the, at that time the European champion, and Test, pretty quick match. I liked Albert doing the uh, the Cesaro swing. <laughs> uh, we got the worm, which I still is so stupid that I love. Yeah, so, so over. How does it like do anything to you? How does it hurt? So over. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of there's certain things like that that like the people's Just stick. elbow. The people's elbow is like, it's not that big of a deal, but it's like, there's certain things that just click for whatever well, reason. I could see how an elbow drop would hurt a little more than a worm. So over. <laughs> a worm karate chop. But like, all that build up <laughs> for him to ultimately do so little. <laughs> so good. It's ridiculous. Like, it, there's so much. Like, why does he have to do the, why, why, how did the one foot hop? Become part of the, the whole. I don't know, but I love it. When he was sitting back, said, "This is this is my idea. What do you think?" <laughs> Listen, the best, the best part is when right when he does the bulldog and the crowd just jumps up yeah. with him. They're just waiting for. They're it. just waiting for it, and they so over, over the most, more over than most superstars in it. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, that actually was what finished the match, right? Yeah. Al, but Albert took the pin. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that either of you feel needs to be said about this match, other than. What's been said already? Fun. It was. <laughs> it fun. was a good match, but I, why the hell are we having Test and and Christian lose this match to a team that's pretty much just a gimmick? I don't. Not going to do much, and they didn't do much afterwards. Yeah, Test too. I feel like every time we do one of these, we talk about how underrated he was, how much better he was than than especially than I remembered. Uh, Christian, you know, great. Yeah, great. Two prime wrestlers that should, I mean, be competing for tag titles, not jobbing to these two. My only guess on that would be it's the opening show of the of the pay-per-view. It's the opening match of the pay-per-view, and they're just trying to get the Get it off on a positive note. And... Cheering. I don't know. That, that would be my best guess. It was fun, though. Yeah, it was, it was surprising. When I first saw the uh, match, and I saw Albert come out grinding and dancing, I was like, <laughs> this is going to be a long, rolling, yeah, painful match. Yeah, because when Joey said he, won, he picked this show, I was, I, this card is like in my, mentally in my mind. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, the hip-hop hip-hop <laughs> Yeah, right. You were more like, hip-hop hippo, yes! <laughs> yeah, you couldn't wait to see the hip-hop hippo. Uh, Edge, Intercontinental Championship match against our current NXT. Uh, is he the commissioner? Is he the GM? I don't even know. We go commissioner. Was. Commissioner. Hmm. William Regal, another match under nine minutes. Just the sour puss on William Regal's face so is so awesome. When he gets mad and calls you sunshine, mm-hmm. <laughs> I always love that. Yeah, he had a great interview with Coach. You know, my methods are uh, are successful. And he said that Edge would uh, incure his wrath. <laughs> and Edge came out to Rob Zombie, which I I was uh, not a big Rob Zombie guy. I love that song. Do you really? I um, thought it was kind of got me jumping a little. What know? is the 10-year-old Mark Alo, so? Yeah, yeah. I was at this time 22, and I was not into Rob you're, Zombie. You are kind of fading a little bit in, the, in your wrestling I wasn't fading yet. You're getting there. Although, I was, like, a, a, this is another theme of every time we do one of these. I always remember just how much I was drinking back then. <laughs> because everything's a blur that we that, I, that I'm watching. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten beers, where would you say you were at this pay-per-view? I definitely had more beers than Alo had Capri Sun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> pretty hardy. Pretty oh. hardy. <laughs> I would guess. Uh, 
I love though the the contrast, how physical Regal is, and how athletic Edge was at yeah. this time. Like this is a fun match, and Regal dominated yeah. this match, which I was surprised about. Yeah. Um, Alo, I know you're a huge Edge guy. Did do you remember the, Did you remember this match? Yeah. I remember this whole feud because I was pissed when he won. Cause uh, pissed when he because he, he Regal wouldn't title at the Royal Rumble the next month. This is when the whole power of the punch angle started. When he mm-hmm. had the brass knucks. Yeah. Because even on NXT this past week, he actually referenced the brass knucks. <laughs> they were they were on his desk in his office. But um, like you said, Regal dominated a lot of this match. And at this time, Edge was kind of the perfect babyface to be put in a situation to get dominated like that and actually get the win out of no hit the spear out of nowhere after the two Regal bombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the JR, and this is another thing that I think that we always remember how much we actually appreciated JR. It's one thing that JR was like beloved and he had like a lot of lines that were like, my God, God, good God Almighty, stuff like that that people remember, but how good he actually was at the job. Yeah, he could sell a match. Yeah, like just little kind of like the fact that he brought up Regal was taught how to hurt people at a very young age. Dropping details and simple things that just made you more interested in the match. Yeah, he started fighting for money at age 15. Like, he... That plays a huge part in telling that story. Is that he, he's he's extra physical. Yeah. Here's why. It makes it believable that William Regal is dominating the match as much. Yeah. The brass knuckles, obviously always great. He gets speared right before the brass knuckles could be used. How did you feel about Edge, Joey, at this t- at this time? At this point, they were still kind of building him as a babyface. Um, he still needed more work at this time. I mean, that's why I, I in this match I felt like it kept building, but it wasn't getting to where it needed to be. Um, like kept seeing the slow build, and I was waiting for that 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 you know quick pick up that uh, pace, but it never really happened. We just had the quick spear, like you said. Mm-hmm. How did you guys feel about Edge as an Intercontinental Champion? Great. <laughs> it ended up being great. But you think it wasn't there quite yet? At this point, no. Well, at this point, there were shorter title reigns because he just went as a virus. Like I said, he would drop it mm-hmm. the next month at the Rumble. Yeah. And then and at the month after that, and, and No Way Out, they had the famous brass knuckles on a pole match yeah. for the Intercontinental Because this isn't too long after Edge was hiding in the crowd and coming out of the crowd. And then they have him now <laughs> with the title. They were still building him up. Because yeah, mm-hmm. Edge, Edge basically turned babyface at King of the Ring when he won King of the Ring. And then he won the title at, at SummerSlam in August. And he went through his few with Christian at, in our previous episodes of our, of our, of our tr- trilogy. The brothers. Yeah, the brothers. Yeah. <laughs> the brothers. Yeah. And we're happy and we're yeah. singing and we're colored. Wow. Wayne's brothers. <laughs> Give me a high five. <laughs> the brothers. I, was, I will say this. I know this is a throwback show. I did not expect to get thrown back to the Wayans brother. <laughs> Everything comes back to the Wayans brother when you think about it. I guess it does. Uh, yeah, it's wow. Rare that I'm almost left speechless. <laughs> but I am right now. Uh, yeah, but Edge, great and everything, because even his selling in this match was great. Mm-hmm. And even when he's a heel, he's just as good. Edge is great in every, in every aspect. Uh, agreed. We had a flair backstage segment with Kurt Angle. Flair was only the 14-time world champ at this time. Uh, I love that Angle had to tell him, though, the one thing you'll never have is a gold medal. Uh, He said you'll also never be an undisputed champion. I will be after tonight. Prove it. Yeah, and I did love that. I'm I'm gonna. Everything. Then prove it. (laughs) Then do it. I'm gonna. gonna. Then do it. Angle, the perfect mixture of, like... His actual physicality and athleticism, and just how silly and funny yeah. he was. 
how purposely dry he could be. But has there been anyone who was so accomplished athletically who was also able to be that silly and that funny? No, because I don't think there's ever no. been anyone with that combination. Like usually the super, like a guy like Ken Shamrock was a great athlete, had this fighting background, like you believed him in the ring. He could have never pulled that off. No. Because speaking of Angle, even going back to last month's episode, mm-hmm. Through It Matters, when you said um, he was talking to Stephanie Office, yeah. I, I randomly hear him saying, you're kidding. And I, and I thought every time. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to go do my do my grocery shopping. You're kidding. <laughs> you're like, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard. <laughs> no, he was perfect. And I know Stone Cold. JR, Triple H, they all have said they've never seen anyone take to the business of wrestling like Kurt Angle did. Like he was legitimately like a wrestler, won a gold medal yeah. in wrestling and came in and just was like picked it up. Just hit the ground like I'm just great at this. Like he's been doing <laughs> it for like decades. Yeah. Better better than most. Like from the day he started to really. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. And it's always a treat to see to see him talking. I really hope we get to see him back. I'm I'm hoping for it too. I think I think he should end his career with a WWE run. Time will tell on that. He one should. match. Just one match. Yeah. Even if he's just an advisor to American Alpha, that'd be enough for me. It would be. But amazing. I would like to see him have a match. I think he'll have one more WrestleMania match before his career is said and done. Uh, he deserves it. Um, we had another backstage segment with Lita in the locker room with Matt Hardy. Oh jeez. Not quite broken yet. <laughs> These two could uh, afford some uh, acting lessons. <laughs> well, Matt clearly has come a long way. Yeah, yeah, from there to uh, the final deletion. His bad acting has gotten so great. <laughs> uh, or maybe he's just embracing the bad acting and made it great. He did. That's exactly what he did. Uh, they kind of put over how tough of a time this is for all three of them in this situation. Obviously, they all were very close. Uh, it's a huge night for Matt, but Lita saying that I have to be fair in this match. Don't not don't take sides. She's not going to take sides. That's what she's pr- pretty much stating. Yeah, and Matt clearly did not trust that she was not taking sides. So, Alo, I know you, especially out of the three of us, had an unbelievably vested interest in the outcome of this match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that damn video package made, made me relive the hardest pull <laughs> in my oh, young Alo's life. <laughs> Yeah, this had to be a tough, a tough night for you. It, it was. I, it, I didn't know what to do because Matt had a point, and you know how I felt about Jeff after that swan top off top of the camera. Mm-hmm. What, what are you doing? I agree. I thought the, the vignette was great. I, I do think though that this is the first time that they, they actually had a match with each other. Correct? No, it wasn't. No, they had, they had a, um, a hardcore title match, and then. Earlier in the year, Jeff it was Jeff versus Matt for the King of the Ring qualifying match. Okay. But this is what actually the first one actually had a story. Yeah, okay. this, the reason this, this one had a lot more is, heat. Yeah. Yeah. Lawler actually said, ah, JR, did you ever think we'd see this match? So I just assumed it was the first one they had. Um but this is like kind of the start of them being at odds with each other. And the story was still Jeff is selfish, he's a risk taker, he only cares about himself. Yep. And Matt is the smart one. Matt is the one that has a plan. We still have that playing out to this day. Almost. Yeah, 15 years later, that's kind of still their their story, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting to see that. that. that can I mention, I, I thought Lita was looking very fine in her referee outfit. Oh, God, King killed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. King, King, he says, 
I like that thong. I'm drooling. And then, <laughs> he, did, he did say he was drooling. And then he said, King, needs, King says, um, Lita needs to follow one of your favorite songs, JR. Stand by your man. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I thought, one, I, I thought Lita did a good job as the ref. Yeah. Because it's very easy when you're doing something in the ring that you don't do to look unnatural. Get distracted. and. Yeah, I didn't think she looked unnatural doing it. JR also made the point of mentioning that she's a very inexperienced referee, which would play into the match. Again, we got JR putting some, some, some thoughts in your head to kind of help with the match, to explain it in a way. Exactly. It makes you look, it makes you look at the story that they're trying to tell. As opposed to them plugging all kinds of nonsense during the match. It has nothing to do with it. Uh, so, Alo, I know you wanted Matt to win. Yeah. How confident were you that Matt was going to win? Um, a young Alo was 100% positive, positive he was going to win because he was the smarter one of the two. And I thought Jeff would actually get himself caught up. And le- plus, he had Lita as a referee, too. Mm-hmm. So, a young Alo would be like, oh, yeah, Matt's going to win. But, uh, Grown, sophisticated Alos out just now. <laughs> By the way, I call Lita all kinds of names I cannot say on this show after this. <laughs> Even at 10 years old? Yes. See, you were, you were coming of age with your name calling yes. this time. <laughs> there were all kinds of names dropped. Just get a few Capri Sun in you, and yeah. there's no telling. Yeah, what, you're just you on edge, say. Capri Sunned up, and yeah, it, all was, over the place. It was Litany Spears. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, it, uh, I was so mad. Now, how strong was your vocabulary at this point to be dropping some clever bars? Well, let's just say a lot of words the... I was saying, I might not know the definition. <laughs> put it that way. It's pretty safe. Words you've heard in past. Yeah. <laughs> See, you, you didn't even know what you were saying at the time. Yes. There's all kinds of disgusting Some of this stuff words. may have been compliments. Yes. For all <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, by the way, th- this match was not good. The, yeah, nah. yeah, it was just a match. The, the feud wasn't good. This you would was think that these two would put on a quality match, which it just looked awkward. Well, the thing is, early, earlier in, in these two careers, you couldn't take them facing each other seriously because you could tell they actually loved each other. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't really buy it. And then two, two weeks later, Jeff had a hardcore title match with The Undertaker. Jeff... And take it through him and lead off the stage, and then Matt was in WWF, the mecca of WWF New York, mm-hmm. and he and after that happened, he ran to the hospital, and then the story was over, and then they back together the next one for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> the best thing about this match was the ending for so me. Stupid. Well, yeah, the controversial ending. Yeah, Matt getting pinned has his foot on the rope. Great. I thought it was a great detail to have to not have the match end with his foot on the rope. But to have Jeff see it and actually Swoop, hook the yeah, leg, hook it. But it should have, yeah, should could have called, could have should have called a break, but it didn't. Right, because Lita of Lita's inexperience. Mm-hmm. So the whole and then Matt obviously and upset. her thumb. Yeah, obviously Matt upset with Lita. Jeff gets the win. Now he's feeling like she was on Jeff's side the whole time. Ayla, how disappointed were you? I was broken. <laughs> you were broken, Aaron Lloyd. Yes. <laughs> you must have been really broken. I mean, you have Triple H on the poster, and he's not in the pay-per-view, and you have Matt Hardy losing. I mean, this is just Depressing. like one kick to the other. I couldn't this catch might a have break. been the worst night of your young life. Yes, I couldn't catch a break. <laughs> it's been all uphill since that <laughs> night for you. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say about Matt and Jeff on this night? Not this night. Joey, you? <sighs> Man, <laughs> no. No? No. Uh, yeah, me neither. Another backstage segment, we had Trish in the locker room coming to see The Rock, saying how much he loved what he did to Vince, gives him a good luck kiss. The Rock 
kind of dismisses her pretty quickly, saying, you know, I'm going for the Undisputed Championship. It's all I'm thinking about. But after, there's plenty of time for you to smell what The Rock is cooking. Some sexual innuendos. Oh, yeah. yeah. I couldn't help but think about, about, my, about my best friend. Where are you going? <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> yeah, see, The Rock, for one thing, thank God he did eventually get rid of the hair. Oh, yeah. Because it was not looking good. <laughs> he was not even close to time or whatever, people's sexiest man at this point in time. Not, I don't know that anybody would have saw that coming with that hair. Well, I, I, I kind of called it. Did you? Yeah, I was thinking right then, this is the <laughs> sexiest man. One day he'll be the sexiest man. A confused man Mr. Sexy Punicano yeah. was questioning <laughs> his feelings. Is, is that what inspired you to become Mr. S- the Mr. Sexy Punicano? There's a lot of things that inspired me. It, it played a factor. <laughs> it played a role in it. Um... Dudley Boys, who were the current champions, with Stacy Keebler, who num, as num, I said num, before, num. was great with the two of them. Um, got a big win over Kane and Big Show, who were in their prime at this time. Big Show just looks ridiculous <laughs> at this time. As far as just how one, he makes everyone look so small. Yeah, he does. Like as how small. Uh, how small Bubba Ray looks when he's in there with the big oh, no. show is crazy. JR made the point of like that he's he's a three hundred twenty pounder in there. He just looked so little. Um, Kane also like you know at his best. The two of them were just monstrous. And I get the other than the Undertaker. I mean, was there really anybody else like the two of them? No, not at this point. Like I, I don't know. I just the big show though actually looking pretty trim when he was on a couple weeks ago. The Slim Show. May have weighed 100 pounds less than he did during this pay-per-view. Because they were still billing him at 500 pounds. Now he's getting billed at 395. Uh, at one point, the Big Show is gyrating a little bit like Big E. <laughs> so is it possible that Big E has a little bit of gimmick infringement going on uh-uh. with the Big Show? I don't know. But it was in the corner. Uh, one of my favorite spots of this whole match was Kane going from the top rope to the floor. <laughs> Like, to be that big and do that, I thought was great. And then, obviously, Kane and Big Show, the only way they were going to lose that match was by getting in each other's way, which they did. Um, One of my favorite spots was Big Show spanking Stacey Keebler. Yeah, they they were not bashful during that time. It was definitely not a PG era. Oh, no. Who spanked her harder, Kane or Big Show or George Clooney? (laughs) Ooh. Well, well, looking at that palm, I'd have to go Big Show. Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest hand I think I've ever seen. <laughs> that thing is like the biggest hand of sports entertainment. Yeah, yes, it's monstrous. That, was, that claw. I'm trying to remember who said that he had sausage fingers. It was somebody during the. It might have been The Rock. I can't remember who it was. It was on Raw or SmackDown one time, saying those sausage fingers. Um, I I do think that those guys were a lot of fun to watch. The 3D on the exposed turnbuckle I thought was a nice spot. It was an interesting kind of way to end the match. To end the match. It was a good way. It was a believable way for those two guys to lose. Dudleys are great. Like, oh, yeah. The fact that all all three of these guys were in WWE like this time last year. All really. four. <laughs> all four. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, that tag team and both of these guys, they were all there. 
they, and then three of them were in the Royal Rumble two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Kane, he was so good. And have Kane and Big Show ever been able to be in each other's proximity without bickering with each other? Well, they, they're two time tag team champions together. They are, but I just feel like with the authority, they're always arguing with each <laughs> other. You know, they. I just feel like that's always a thing. Two like big that. guys that headbutted no matter what. Mm hmm. Yeah. What did you think, guys think of this match, though? Anything special or just another one that was just kind of... It was, a, it was a pretty good match. It wasn't like nothing that blew me away, but it was better than probably the first couple matches. Stay low. Stacey Keeper blew me away. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she, got, she got legs. <laughs> uh, we had Lita apologizing to Matt backstage. Matt not wanting to hear any of it. Good for her. Halo, did you want to hear any of it? Nope. You weren't accepting the apology you, on this night? Nope. Were you still dropping the uh, choice words when you saw this yep. segment? The, then the next night on Raw, Matt broke up with her maiden and cross. Like, that's good for her. <laughs> that's, good for her. <laughs> that's good for her. <laughs> Man, you were cold as ice yes, I as was. a 10-year-old. Man. That's how you get to be your European champion. You, know, <laughs> you, got, you got a ice water in your veins. That's what it takes. <laughs> we had a hardcore match. Undertaker against Rob Van Dam, who was the current hardcore champion. Match got a little over 10 minutes. This was the incarnation of The Undertaker I was not a fan of. Yeah, me, yeah. me neither. I never seen that. Yeah, Limp Bizkit. Uh, it was just the haircut. Under, it, yeah, the haircut yeah. was bad. I hate First of all, yeah, you come out to Limp Bizkit, you shouldn't probably hey. be coming out at all. Hey, I bought that album. So did I. <laughs> so did I, but I mean, let's be honest. Well, The Undertaker was very angry at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, he was feeling like uh, kind of slighted. Disrespected in a way. Mm-hmm. Saying that how basically there's so many members of uh, Vince's the Kiss My Ass Club, and he's like, nobody kissed more ass than me. And uh, he turned it around on JR. I, I, I did enjoy the, the vignette because I didn't remember this storyline at all. Um, but one thing I thought of during this match, and I think a lot of us will, a lot of people associate somebody like the Sandman with ECW, or they'll associate somebody like Tommy Dreamer, obviously, with yeah. ECW, or the Dudleys, or Mick Foley, or Terry Funk. RVD, he had, coming from the ECW background, you know, where they used chairs and tables yeah. and. It was way more violent than anything WWF was doing at that time. But he also was so athletic, was so innovative with his offense. I almost feel like, is he really the true representative of ECW? I would throw a hat in the air for him. I mean, for sure. Because if you think about ECW... Him and Jerry Lim were some of the best matches I saw at ECW. Yeah, well, ECW, like, you had the violence of it. But then also, part of what made them different, like, they were ahead of the curve with, like, the cruiserweights. And bringing different styles of wrestling. And Heyman knew, like, I have to compete different by giving something different. Different product. And there's almost nobody who's as different as RVD. Like, did he embrace both of those yeah, things? Yeah, he could, he could fit into any genre and, and within DCW and put on a solid match and be believable. Yeah, Alo, you were about to say something? Yeah, because I was about to say, in w, for me, because I didn't watch ECW, so RVD was the only guy that 
amounted to anything that came from ECW WWE because Jerry Lynn came in his first night. They they, they threw a light heavyweight title on him with yeah. no build or nothing. He went we went on this episode of Sunday Night Heat. Then he eventually dropped to Jeff Hardy. Then Taz he was hot for a month, mm-hmm. and then after that he fizzled out. He, his I mean, in ring only last yeah, month. Yeah, for all the build up they had for Taz, it yeah. didn't yeah. do much. Yeah, it was good. He was good for a month, and then they they did nothing. They did nothing with him. And then RVD, like even when he came in the alliance, they put over that he was the only one in the alliance that got cheered, and they actually put that over. They didn't hide it, and they actually played him as a babyface in most of his matches against the WWF guys. Yeah, and I almost don't. I don't necessarily want to say he was like the. He definitely wasn't the most popular guy in ECW, although he was popular. Um, but just what ECW was, what it represented, I almost feel like he's kind of the face of what what they were and I don't know if he gets the, the credit for yeah that. I'm sure he doesn't get a, enough credit but yeah he, I, I would agree with that um like the cross body off the, the top of the, the tunnel was that a was great, great spot I even love I don't know what they were in but like all the dust that like kind of flew yeah. up this was a, a violent match uh, I loved him countering the last ride on the stage like grabbing onto the yeah, set uh-huh. holding on for dear life yeah uh and then the choke slam from the stage through the tables to the floor. I mean, is there any better way to end a match like that? No. <laughs> Not. Match was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I thought it was a really good match. Uh, I don't really understand why you put the hardcore title on Ortega at this point. Maybe just to build the fact that he's dissatisfied and kind of build him up a little bit. That would be my only kind of yeah, gripe against it. If you're going to make him angry and violent. Why not have him in a match where you could do just about anything? I mean, well, but who, who better to hold the horror title than RVD that we were just talking about? Well, they, but they put over that RVD, other than one week, RVD had that hardcore title for the entire, since July, yeah. except for one week, he had it since July. Mm-hmm. And then there's nobody better for them to take a drop of title to to that young upstart Maven. <laughs> <laughs> Maven, wow. Yeah. A name that throws me back. Thanks to The Rock. Yeah, what do you think he's doing? I think there was a mental block. I think he's a bouncer at a club I read a couple years ago. Sounds about right. (laughs) It's about what I would expect. Uh, So, Aloy, you thought this was a fun match. Joe, you thought this was a fun match, too? Yeah, I thought it was a really good match, especially for you know Undertaker RVD for the hardcore title. You kind of worry, can Undertaker keep up with a spry RVD? It It was a good match. Was this a match either of you specifically remembered from this show? No, I didn't. I didn't remember this match because I don't. Is it possible for me to say that match was fun, but I just didn't. It wasn't a good match. It was just fun to go around. Yeah. Again, there's a lot of wrestling that's yeah. not necessarily good, but it's fun. It, it was wasn't fun. Me- it wasn't memorable. There wasn't something that just lodges in your memory. Yeah. No, but during throughout the course of a show, that was an enjoyable yeah. part of the show. Yeah, it was a good way to build into the you know going into the the bigger bigger card. Yeah, because it was just just. Fight, fighting into the crowd for most of it. They, mm-hmm. they were not in the ring for, mo- for most of this match. It, was, it kind of went right to the crowd. Yeah. Um, yeah, agreed. And I thought it was, it put over what The Undertaker's disposition was at this time. That it was a good way to do that. And you could tell he, he, he has an angry disposition because he came out the Limp Biscuit and that's yeah. usually. <laughs> and that's just news comes out. It was like, <laughs> yeah. I was angry when he came out the Limp Biscuit. Great album. Yeah. Hot, hot dog flavor water. <laughs> was, chocolate, was it chocolate covered straw? It was chocolate covered starfish. Yeah, there you go. Hot dog flavored water. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Sounds like a sounds like a meal. <laughs> Another backstage uh, segment with Flair. This time with Chris Jericho. Kind of same themed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Putting over the idea that nobody has confidence in Jericho. Nobody thinks I can win. 
I beat The Rock twice. I'm going to make it three times tonight. More power Flair, to you. Yeah, if he could do it, more power to you. I almost thought Jericho was going to put Flair on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to call me a stupid idiot. <laughs> yeah, Flair clearly did not believe in Jericho. Nobody did. Um, Especially with Jericho, the big names that we had in there, Jericho was kind of the underdog of the situation. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was pretty clear. Most of us probably thought the last match was going to be Austin and The Rock. And one of those two would win it. Yeah. Seemed like that would be the way that they went. Um, Trish Stratus, women's championship match, goes over Jackie in just over three minutes. It's very quick. Oh, damn how far women's wrestling has come. Well, I was going to say that because there was a We we Want Puppies chant. (laughs) That's all I was thinking. It was like, wow, it is a... A whole new, it truly is a whole new era in women's A wrestling. new day mad, mad, madness uh, over here would probably be angry at the crowd for calling that puppies chant. Uh, Infuriated. Well, at the time, though, and at the time, that was what was expected. Well, no wardrobe malfunctions for Jackie in this match. So no, said, <laughs> a modern day madness Everything's would probably be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, if that happened today, I would be... Infuriated. I don't even know if we'd be able to do a show if that <laughs> happened current day. You'd we might have sh- to take a week off. You'd be crossing <laughs> over. You'd be crossing over your red shade to purple. <laughs> yeah, it would definitely be purple faced for that one. Uh, I, I lo- one of my my favorite spot of the whole match was the leg sweep by Jackie. That looked like legit. Like she just took kicked her leg out, kicked well, her leg out of her leg. Well, kicked ja- her leg out of her leg. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jackie was the savvy veteran. She was the le- she was mm-hmm. in the Alicia, Alicia Fox she spot. She was the Foxy of the Attitude Era. Yes, at this time. Oh man. Oh. Three and a half minutes. Yeah, it was quick. Painful three and a half minutes. And then Trish won via backslide, although that three and a half minutes was seemed to be more than enough for uh, King. <laughs> Loved every second of that three and a half minutes. He's marking out with Trish's black. She got black yeah. ball. She got black ball. <laughs> Let the puppy come out and play. Oh, yeah. I, I love, too, how uh, annoyed JR gets about that, too. Uh they, they showed the highlight of The Rock making Vince kiss Rikishi's ass. So good. Ooh. Great build up. That whole thing uh, I thought was awesome. You know, <laughs> nobody deserves that. You don't enjoy many people getting that comeuppance more than Mr. McMahon. JR made it though. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a God! My <laughs> God, there is a God! <laughs> so, he made it. Whoa, so whoa, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> Ooh, you sick freak! <laughs> so good. Yeah, it was a great segment, great payoff, especially because Rikishi hadn't been there for a while, right? Yeah, this is the first time back in a long time. And who better? Who would have had a better ass for that situation than Rikishi? Not, not many. I mean, there's not one where you, you would say, well, that's, that's, that's punishment. Maybe Big Show, but... Yeah, there's nobody whose face, or there's nobody whose ass I would have less, least liked to have had my face in than Rikishi. And it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy than Mr. McMahon. Uh... The vignette for the three matches, which these, these almost could be called co-main events. I would, I would go on a limb and say that, yeah. Quality, they're both... Essentially, you have title. two title matches. Mm-hmm. Followed by a third. Yeah, two title matches to get to the unification match, yeah. which would be a third title match. Uh, Ric Flair, obviously, was the consortium that bought the 50% stake in the company. Which led to the infamous Vince ear scratch, <laughs> as he now knew that he had somebody that he had to contend with. Um, Stone Cold and Kurt Angle. I really don't remember if I thought there was any chance of Kurt Angle winning this or not. He had more of a chance than Jericho, in my opinion. 
did you think? I mean, did you look at it at the time like that? Like he had a chance to win? No, I thought it was. Also, I thought it was be Austin Rock. Joey, you're, did you? I think thought he had a chance. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this was kind of a Austin Angle was kind of feuding at the time. So you know, with these feuds, any any given moment, even an underdog can come up. And I mean, I, I wouldn't say un- Angle. I wouldn't count Angle as an underdog at this time, but yeah. compared to Austin, you would say yeah. But this, I, I would have saw it. This was another match where you had such a contrast of styles. Like Austin, like the violent, mean brawler, and then Angle, like the the technician, the Olympic champion. Yeah, it, it's such a good contrast of styles. Um, match got 15 minutes. I like this match, but I I don't know for me if it was as good of a match as it was me just enjoying watching those two do what they do. I think it's a little both. As far as like matches they had up up to this point, it wasn't their best compared to their other matches, but it was a really good match, and I like you know the whole juxtaposition of angle, um, hitting some trying to hit some Stone Cold's moves and Stone Cold doing the the um, did he do the rolling German suplex at one point? It, it kind of a, a version of that. He did, he did the suplexes, but he didn't do like the rolling like Angle mm-hmm. Angle did it. But he he did that. Um, I thought it was a, good, a, a really good match for me. Well, like you said, like Joey said, they've had better matches because mm-hmm. I was watching this match is like like this whole triple this I'm gonna say triple main event this whole <laughs> it was uh, it is though. <laughs> one of the few times you can actually you wouldn't say be that. misspoken yeah, okay well th- well this whole undisputed title to WWF title match I was just I've seen these two have better match like SummerSlam 2001 that was a great match Unforgiven 2001 was a great match between these two and I was just I was just thinking to myself I was like this match it was it took a while to build up because like at, in the beginning you can kind of tell that. They were safe. One had, another guy had to wrestle. Say so were kind of conserving Austin, but then later in the match, Austin started taking a, a beating. Mm-hmm. No matter, like Angle dominated a lot of it, and I like how Angle tried to hit the stunner, and then Austin hit the stunner yeah. out of nowhere. And I got a question. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever has, but has Angle ever hit that beautiful moonsault on anyone? I don't know. I Not think, that I can remember. I I, I got to let say he hit it at least once. I think I think that's how he broke Hardcore Holly's arm. <laughs> I think, but it is so pretty. It is. So pretty. Angle or Charlotte? Moonsault. Uh, that's close. At this uh, Charlotte, I I'll, I'll have to watch more Angle times Angle doing it. Because I think Charlotte right now, because she's just, like, her legs are just even straight mm-hmm. when she does it, too. But I, it's hard to decide, because both of them are beautiful. I mean, to that point, Angle's... Rolling German suplex is like the the height that he like it's it's like a guy goes straight up and then straight down yeah. like a it's almost like he gets more power yeah through, the perfect through angle the, the way he took the stunner yeah like to, yeah, to kind of stand up and yeah. fall straight back yeah he's there's not many guys like him I, I really don't think that there, there, he there's one guy really like that and it's Kurt Angle I, I don't know I think he deserves he's very unique and he carried it on every level. Hopefully, when they do bring him back, he gets put over like Goldberg did. Because <laughs> he definitely deserves it more. Deserves more than Goldberg. He does. Uh, we had a quick backstage segment with Trish. Well, Stone Cold won the match. I don't know if we said that. We did not. To secure his place in the actual main event. Stone Cold won uh, this match, and it was a pretty solid match. Stone I Cold, it. the guy that I think... In my mind, there was no doubt Stone Cold was going to be the first undisputed champion. 
I thought it could be The Rock, but I, no, it's going to be Austin. I would go out and say that was probably the way I felt at this point, too. Alo? A young Joe or <laughs> I thought it was Austin or Rock. Because I, I just didn't believe the other two could win the, win, win, win the undisputed title. I didn't believe it. Yeah. I, uh, so, like I said, Austin punches his ticket into the, the actual main event. So whoever won, won the second match between The Rock and Chris Jericho would have to face the Texas Rattlesnake. Oh, well-rested yes. Texas Rattlesnake. Correct. We had a very quick, and I don't know why this was thrown in here, we had a very quick segment with Test and Trish Stratus in the locker room. <clears throat> uh, Test saying, "Once you've had, once you have Test, you can't, you can forget about the rest." <laughs> and then Trish kicks him out. I don't know what place that, where that fit in. <laughs> Anybody have any thoughts on that? No, it just came no, out of nowhere. I'm no. sure there was something about it that I'm not remembering from the the, the Raw shows or something. But yeah, no, he's just throwing around that he had immunity. <laughs> They're kind of that storyline because he yeah. does say, "I have immunity. You can't fire me." Yeah. But it, but that was even a quick jump for him to even get to that. Yeah, she was kind of like, yeah, no, I don't, no, don't touch. He's like, well, you can't fire me. It's like, all right, you really, he really just pushed do, that. Do that card really quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of weird that whole thing. Anyway, we got The Rock against Chris Jericho. This went almost twenty minutes. Um, they put over Rock as the first third generation superstar, which I think is cool. Um. Is there anyone that gets a pop like that? Now? Like The Rock? Now? Anyone? No. Can you think of anyone? I mean, there might be some people that are kind of close, but I wouldn't say they hit The Rock's level yet. I don't know. I feel I I heard that pop when he came out. I was like, wow, I don't think anybody gets this. Yeah. And I was also thinking, uh, we always talk about people that hate Roman, and Roman is great in the ring. Like, his matches typically tend to be really good. Character-wise, he's lacking through no fault of his own. It's writers. And I think I was feeling, watching this, how over The Rock was. Like, maybe I should cut some of those fans a little bit of slack for hating on Roman. Because I don't think it's about Roman as much as when The Rock was unpopular, they turned him heel, they let him go, he turned into The Rock. Yeah. Sometimes you benefit from just doing that heel. If they did with The Rock what they've done with Roman Reigns, The Rock would not be Dwayne The Rock Johnson right now. He would not be the no. biggest movie star in the world right now. Sexiest man on the planet. Yeah, he, he, I don't think he would be that right now because people uh, would have kept hating. I had a couple of nitpicks about that. but Yeah, they. Uh, I just feel like there's a resentment for clearly this isn't working, clearly you're not listening to us. Clearly, you're not figuring out something better to do here. You're just, you just keep pushing. That's a huge portion of it. Like I said from the beginning, they try to force him down your throat with the whole he wins the Royal Rumble over Daniel Bryan. Everyone really, really wanted Daniel Bryan to win, and it's been backlash since then. You need to reset him almost. And how you do that in WWE is you push him heel, so you don't need the cheers. Yeah, I know that they're pushing now, like the which Cena, he gets cheered and he gets booed, like equal. It's almost like 50 That's John Cena. He's, he's went through it. He gets more cheered now. He does. Do you think maybe the disdain for Roman Reigns has helped John Cena? Well, Cena hasn't been around much lately. Yeah, and I think the fact that you're not putting the title on him every, yeah. every time he's out there kind of helps, too. He's just out there putting on good matches. Yeah, and he's actually lost. When he yeah. has been here, he's been That losing. goes a long way for him. He's lost, and he truly, when he started being a mid-card title holder, was in the mid-card. Yeah. 
Whereas Roman Reigns got a mid-card title and is still the main event. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's some of that. It's like they're trying to pull wool over your eyes, but it's not happening. Yes. Uh, but back to this match. Back to reality. I love JR saying, does The Rock believe he can lose this match, and does Y2J truly believe he can win? Because that was what they were really trying to put over, that, like, eh, Jericho really can't win. Yeah, he's just... Obviously, he did, which, to everyone's surprise... I know I was surprised. Joe, I'm assuming you were surprised, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I said, out of the four contenders for this, I, I, w- I would say Jericho is probably the least likely candidate you would have thought to come out. Yeah. Alo, 10-year-old Alo, how surprised was he? I was shocked. I'm like, this guy? <laughs> You're probably about, what, 20 Kool-Aid uh, jammers deep at this point? Uh, On edge, still, still hurting from your loss to the mat? Thinking Jericho has no chance. No, Mama Alo wasn't having it. So did you did you not like Jericho at this time? Well, when you're when you're a young kid, it's like when somebody turns here, like okay, I don't like him no more. <laughs> so you, so you, you're really a little mark. So you were you were literally drinking Kool Aid, and you were drinking the WWE Kool Aid at yes. this time. Just yeah. you were letting them choose who you liked and didn't. Yeah. So it really did apply to you at this time that yeah. you laughed at what Vince tells yeah. you to laugh at. They, no. I I would laugh at what I wanted to laugh at. <laughs> the only person I had unconditional love for was Triple H. Okay, even even at this time, yeah. this far back. Yeah, <laughs> he could turn heel. He could do no wrong in my eyes. Uh, we got a skull crushing finale on the rock. <laughs> uh, I like the table spot with that was uh, rough. Yeah, the, the rock DDT bottom. onto the table. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good spot. Uh, who had a worse sharpshooter, the Rock or Jericho? Uh, the Rock. Well, you, you guys you, already know where I'm going. I know. Well, I'll answer for you, The Rock. Yeah, definitely The Rock. Because at least Jericho was not holding both ankles at once. It looked like Although it, he slipped down, and I even remember yeah. looking at the... I was like, that's clearly not even a sharpshooter anymore. <laughs> While JR says he has it locked in. I was like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> I, I'm, I've I'm, never seen a sharpshooter less locked in than I'm that. guessing that's why he switched to the walls of Jericho instead of the sharpshooter. Well, yeah. well, The Rock makes the same face in the sharpshooter while do, when he mm-hmm. does a sharpshooter. So weird, right? <laughs> Rock? Yeah, no, it, imperceptible. <laughs> there was a minute when Rock went to go put it on. I was like, he doesn't even know what he's doing. Is he going to get this? What is it? Where is he going with this? Yeah, it's, it's a terrible sharpshooter. Uh... We'll just call it a shooter. Yeah. It's not really sharp. Yeah. Ultimately, The Rock hits a rock bottom. Mr. McMahon makes his presence known again. Distracts the ref. Oh, I'll have Jer- Yeah, while Jericho could have been counted out. Not counted out, but that we could have gotten a three count. Uh, the Rock he knocks Vince off the apron. He eventually throws him back in the ring on the people's elbow. Hits the people's elbow on Jericho. Jericho ultimately hits a low blow. Then hits the rock bottom. To get the win. Perfect did, insult. Did we cover the part in the match, too, where Jericho was tapping? There was no ref. Oh, yeah. There. I did not mention that. He did tap. He tapped. He was officially... Immediately to the walls of Jericho. <laughs> Nobody put over that, wasn't, that, that move that, that like was in the main, Jericho. No, that was in the Undisputed title match. Oh, you're right. Match. You're right. That was right. That was in the Austin. Austin match. Austin match he was yeah. tapping? Mm-hmm. Chris Warney was. Yeah, no, he didn't tap in this one. Uh, he just took the people's elbow and then one with the Took the, low the people's blow. elbow and then low blow... Mm-hmm. So Mr. McMahon fingerprints all over the decision in this match. Like I said, 15 years later, a lot of people don't remember how he won, just that. Just he that, won. yeah, he's the only one that done did something like that. Yeah, so, and I, I like how both these matches were legit blood feuds, even because mm-hmm. going back, these guys had to work together at a certain point. Yeah. So I like how they carry feuds over for at least 
maybe four or five months. Yeah, that's how you build total. a good story. Yeah, and it, it all culminated in this in this match to crown the first undisputed champion. I did like that. Yeah, there's yeah. never been a bigger accolade in WWF, and now you have these four guys. You know, two guys hate each other, another two guys hate each other. None of the four like each other, and they're fighting for that prize. And you could tell by these first two matches that these were feuds because the matches, you know, had a, had some good spots, um, pretty clean. You could tell that they, they they had matches before. And for my money, this second match was the better of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it had more spots. My only gripe would be that you what you just kind of brought up is that, you know, Vince McMahon put his fingerprints on that, um, kind of keep protecting the Rock but giving Jericho the win. I, it would have been better to have Jericho have a clean win for an undisputed title. but Right. It's nitpicking a little. Yeah, but he gets the three count, and before you could count the four, the glass shattered, and Stone Cold Steve Austin is strutting his way down. Jericho's face was priceless. Awesome. He was, <laughs> I never seen a, 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 a smile go to a frown. So <laughs> yeah, he did not have one second <laughs> to drink it in, man. Nah. It immediately went to him having to face. I, I didn't remember this, and I was kind of surprised how quickly it happened. It was like essentially Jericho's wrestling an Iron Man match. Basically, uh, Stone Cold comes down immediately, starts putting the boots to Jericho before the belly even hits. Mm-hmm. Angle comes in, chair shot, chair shot. We have two Austin. our two main wrestlers in this event down for the mm-hmm. count. The Rock comes in and hits a rock bottom on Jericho. Now they're both laid out. The Rock chases Angle out, which I thought was funny. Um, what did you guys think of this match? Joey, I'll start with you. What did you think of this match as compared, well, you know, being the main event? Like, now this is the match for the Undisputed Championship. Do you think this lived up to it? As far as just the main event of it? Like yeah, do you think we to... got as good of a match as we should have for the first ever Undisputed Championship? I thought it was a good match. But as far as the three matches that we just talked about, it wasn't the best of the three. It was probably, I would probably go in order. I would probably say Rock, Jericho was the best match, Austin, Angle, second best, and this is probably the third best for me as far as watching it and what I liked. Mm-hmm. a I think the Rock-Jericho was one, and then I picked, I like this match over the Austin-Angle match. Because there was a lot of physicality, more physicality in this match, and this was actually, you could tell this was like the end-all, be-all mm-hmm. for these guys. I like how they started when they were both laid out, because... Yeah, that, I thought that, that was pretty fun. Yeah, that puts them on equal, level, on equal exactly. footing. So yeah, I did like, like that a, part. Yeah, it's like a tie game yeah. from that point. Mm-hmm. You're both starting from, from the same point. Um, I liked the, uh, the exposed floor spot. Mm-hmm. Where would it rank for you? We just gave you uh, the rankings oh. and matches. How, how would you how would you lay it out? I would say I'd probably go that the, the best match was Rock and Jericho. There was so much there. Uh, I pro- And I don't know. if I, I may even have to watch them again to really decide. But for the sake of this and having to make a decision, I would probably say the last match would be two and the Austin Angle match would be three. But I think maybe just what was at stake in the last match maybe is what... It, uh, it definitely hypes it up if you look at the, uh, the stakes for the match. Um, and not to say this was a bad match, but I was just saying in comparison to the other ones. I mean, maybe it's also a factor of this probably had the least amount of time. It did. 12 minutes. 
12 and a half minutes. The other that's, two it felt longer than that. <laughs> right. Well, I think that's probably not included. That's from bell to bell. Okay. So that's stuff that had the probably three or four minutes where they were... Knocked out and yeah, the whole stuff in the beginning. Not counted in that in that time. But, uh, yeah, it was physical. You could, you could tell that they were actually fighting over something that mattered to both guys. I did like how well they put over the idea because really there's nobody who you look at as the favorite more so than Stone Cold Steve Austin during that time period. So I liked how much they made Jericho the underdog. Not just the underdogs he's facing Austin. The underdogs is like, okay, of these four guys, he's clearly in fourth place. Yeah. So I liked how much they really cemented that. Um, obviously we got some shenanigans in this match as well. Uh, A lot of shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. Jericho accidentally takes out Hebner. Oh my gosh, he's so <laughs> He hit the low blow and the stunner on Austin, but there's no ref there to count it. Vince comes out with Nick Patrick. And he got Vince. worse. <laughs> <laughs> they even said it. This is the worst ref. Yeah, because he was, he was the scab referee for the Alliance, and he's trying to get Vince is try, clearly trying to get, get him in there. Austin. But this, this oh, he, he's worse than Hebner. Yeah. And Earl Hebner's horrible sell, selling, getting back into the... It was so bad. This is another reason why I kind of made this match third, is because we got all this going on. If you look at it, Angle... Um, it was just... Angle Austin was the only clean match. Mm-hmm. The second one, which was the best match, you had the diluted finish in a way. And then this one, you had Vince's hands all over it. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's a good point that you make, that the one was an actual, more of a pure wrestling match, and the other two were less so. Um, Flair breaks up the count. Vince cheap shots Flair. Austin hits a low blow on Jericho. Opens up a can of whoop ass on Vince. So there's all kinds of stuff happening. He puts the walls of Jericho on Chris Jericho. And like I said earlier, nobody ever put that move over faster than Jericho. <laughs> he Once was he tapping. Around. Yeah, he was tapping as soon as it was applied. He, he did not like it. No, he did not wait one second. Um... Booker T comes in, hits Austin with the belt. Back to your point earlier. That and took off. Great that was a great that was a great touch they let. Any WWF superstar, Booker T was not a hard superstar at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, not, not they a mentioned WWF. that he doesn't even work here. But I, I love that that image to me of someone running in, doing something, and then running right out. Mm. Not even had he did it's not like he was you could see him in the crowd like watching afterwards kind no, of celebrating. Just gone. He was gone. Hit and run. <laughs> I got something to say about that. Uh-huh. Is it just this might just be me, but did it seem like he did all this in slow motion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's kinda of hard to move real quick when you're in a loafers. <laughs> that might have played a factor. Like, <laughs> like he slid into the ring slow and then he hit him with the belt even slower. I was just like He was moving in slow motion like James Ellsworth. <laughs> I was like, well, I was like this was so slow. I was like, oh my god. It was, but ultimately Jericho gets the pin, becomes the first ever Undisputed champion. Nobody saw it coming. That's part of what I enjoyed about it. Uh, I actually almost made this a showstopper solely because, one, it was a surprise, and two, how often do you watch a wrestling show where something legitimately monumental happens? Yeah. Where it's the first of something, or it's just a huge moment that will be remembered forever. And, I mean, not only just the unification of the titles and making that one Undisputed champion, how many times could you say... And I don't think you ever can, outside of Jericho, that you beat The Rock and Austin in one night, who are arguably two of the top wrestling names at this point. Yeah. I wish I would do that again. Something like Something that like would be that great. Would be cool. And like I would have made it a showstopper as well, but 
the other matches were just so. Yeah, that's why I didn't. Because yeah. the, the card. These three matches carried the whole pay per view mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, the card itself didn't live up to that, so I couldn't. Couldn't justify. Yeah, I couldn't. I almost did, but I didn't. But then, and then of course, the show ends with Vince McMahon laughing last and laughing <laughs> the loudest. We we even throughout the whole night that we heard this and it played out. It did. I enjoyed watching the show. Joey, did you enjoy watching? I did. The show? I did. I, I was pleasantly surprised watching it back. I took me back to some memories. Yeah, Alo, you enjoyed watching this back. Yeah, I always enjoy throwing bananas. Me too. Uh, it is my choice for January. Huh. I had a few choices in mind, um, and there was one I really was planning on choosing, but. It's been three months in a row. Why not make it four? Ah. And I'll go Royal Rumble 2002. Oh, so We're moving bad. on up. Show so bad. Uh, I figure you'll be happy because you'll get to see somebody who wasn't here for the last one. Show so bad. Well, that's uh, that's the one that we're going to well, do next well, month. Well, let's just give it. A, let's just take clear the mind, clear your memory. Let's take a step back. <laughs> let's rewatch it. Let's rewatch it. Not on a sugar high. I know and, that and card off the back of my head. <laughs> That 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 tape didn't get didn't didn't get a lot of play either. No. Well, you're gonna get to see somebody you didn't get to see last month. Somebody who was on the poster. Uh-huh. Who actually? He wasn't a part of this trilogy. No, but he'll be a part of this one. He comes back. Oh. I gotta review Vince versus Flair. <laughs> yeah, you do. You'll enjoy it. Uh, Eric's favorite team. It feels like you're giving him a gift, and he just doesn't like you. He doesn't. And now you're trying to sell him on why he should like you. Yeah. I'm not returning it. I love you it. That. <laughs> you opened this. In the theme of the season. In the theme of the season. It's a Christmas gift you don't want. I got like, the... Those, those pair of knitted socks you're looking at your grandma. I'm like, come on. You don't get me at all, do you? Yeah. Well, there's no gift receipt. All purchases are final. You have to deal with it. All picks are final. You have to deal with it. So Take it and like it. So for the tag team titles, we have... The Dudley's challenging Eric's favorite tag team, Taz and Spike Dudley. <laughs> we got Edge and Regal for the Intercontinental title. We got Jazz and Trish for the women's title. We got Vince and Ric Flair in a street fight. And then we have the Undisputed Championship match, Chris Jericho versus The Rock. And then the Mecca of the World Rumble match. <laughs> With the great Maven. Yeah. Maven. That is the best part of that show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get to review that, too. And then we'll see. It'll be a fan choice for February. Yes. And we'll see if they keep us going. I hope not, because that, right that next show is horrible, too. Are there a lot of really good February shows? There is one. No, That's No Way at 2001. So, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see. We'll we're, see we're what the fans st- do. We're stuck in a year period right now. Yeah, well, we're 15 years back. Yeah. Figure it's a nice round number. Yeah, I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm just saying we're, we're right there. We have a whole litany of years to, to play off of. Yeah, so Royal Rumble 2002 to be reviewed in January, and who knows what's going to be February. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, that's the show. Anybody have any last words? Yeah. What do you got? Last word. Last word? It's my Halo? last word. Vincent Flair, Street Fight. <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it yeah. for Mr. Sexy Punakanis, E.K. Joe Rodermill. For the voice that runs the place, the voice that runs the show, I keep getting this confused. The place. Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Halo Aaron Lloyd, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next month. Talking on
holiday. Hop on the top rope, but the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my ball. Shut the Vince man, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.